You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to the MLS Multiplex Podcast with contributors from MLSMultiplex.com. Hello, everyone. Welcome to an episode, an interesting episode of the MLS Multiplex Podcast, a special edition, kind of an emergency pod, but not really. The 2021 MLS Multiplex Podcast prediction episode Super excited to be here. We are very excited for MLS to be back. So we are going to make all of our wild predictions in this wild league as no one knows what's going to happen. But we're going to give it our best shot to guess. And um, like, yeah, the games start this weekend. Games start tomorrow as we are recording this on April 15th, April 16th. Games come back with uh, Seattle and Minnesota. And I believe Houston and San Jose are the first two games with Houston and San Jose kicking us off. So guys, I hope you're ready. This is going to be a fun episode. We're going to roast each other. We're going to let some Twitter teams <laughs> roast each other for us. I'm super excited <laughs> to be here. But before we get into the table, the real meat of it, we're going to start out slow. We're going to start out genuine. We're going to talk about the games this weekend. What game are you most excited about in this weekend? Josh, you got first dibs. What game are you most excited about in this opening weekend and why? Well, you know, first choice, obviously, Atlanta United against Orlando. You know, I'm excited to see Atlanta back in MLS action. We've gotten a little bit of a taste from CCL, although, you know, CCL games are always weird. Uh, that's not to say MLS games aren't weird, but, you know, so I guess it's a, we're a little more used to. We have a much more acquired taste, especially against Orlando. Very intrigued to see if uh, Joseph Martinez can continue his fatherly role down in central Florida as he uh, adores so much. But so obviously I'm looking forward to that. But besides that, I am extremely excited for Seattle, Minnesota on Friday night at nine 30. That was such a fun playoff game last year. And this is like an immediate rematch. You know, that was one of the more recent MLS games. So I, I'm, I'm intrigued, especially for both of those teams, Seattle, you know, without Jordan Morris, um, Minnesota, uh, without Kevin Molino. So these are going to be different looking teams from what we saw back in the fall when they faced off in the playoffs. So I'm very excited for that. It's going to kick things off. Plus it's a West coast game. It's going to be a little late at night. Those are always a little extra spicy compared to the, you know, quote unquote, normal MLS games. So 
that's uh, that's probably my my first choice. I do have another game that I'll be keeping an eye out on, but uh, Connor will talk a little bit about that, and I'll mention some some fun stuff with that. Drew, <laughs> which which game are you looking forward to most this weekend? Uh, I'm, I'm sure you're excited for Atlanta United as well, but what else are you you interested in? Absolutely, I'm very excited to see Atlanta United uh, as they play Orlando City. Hopefully, this will be the beginning of a real rivalry as both teams are pretty good. So hopefully it's been a problem as of late with one team being good, the other team not being so good. Now it looks like maybe both of them are going to be relatively decent sides. So that's awesome. Excited about that. Um, But the game that I am keeping my eye on is the Columbus Crew versus the Philadelphia Union Saturday at 530. Both these teams are in CONCACAF Champions League. They are both dealing with balancing competing in CCL and getting ready for the start of their season. I think uh, Porter, Columbus's manager, he even mentioned when he was making the lineup today that he was getting ready for their game against Philadelphia. And he also brought up a good point that these games early on in the season mean a whole lot because, like we talked about last week, you're talking U.S. Open Cup qualification now. So both these teams are battling with trying to qualify for Open Cup and also competing in CCL as Columbus and Philadelphia both advance and are through. Both really good sides. Columbus is coming off winning the championship. The last game they played was that demolishing of Seattle. Philadelphia, a good side. I'm excited about it. Two really good teams I think are going to be the best in the East and in the Major League Soccer. So I'm excited about that. I'm going with Columbus and Philadelphia as my game to watch. Connor, what are you keeping your eye on this weekend? Uh, I'm going with... New England versus Chicago, Saturday at 8.30. And the only reason for that is to see whether or not Josh is right and whether or not people are overhyping the New England revolution. Just Uh, to um, (laughs) make sure that we remember this moment in MLS Multiplex history, I took the liberty of getting the tweet framed. Holy crap. (laughs) It is... Oh my gosh! It is Josh Bolin saying, and I quote, Why is everyone so high on the New England Revolution this year? And the New England Revolution verified Twitter account, who wants to tell him? Hashtag any revs. So to you did that. You really did that. I missed like the first half of the Philly uh, Saprissa game going to get this. So to memorate this moment in MLS Multiplex history, this will be in the background of every podcast we do now. <laughs> As I proudly wear my New England Revolution kit, which is on the way. You so, really bought one, too. Holy crap. the Rebs, man. I'm totally on the bandwagon. Go Rebs. Oh, truly, I love you. This is the best thing we've ever done. <laughs> do, do I get a chance to defend myself? No. Yeah, fine. Well, you got to give him one spot. <laughs> he got roasted okay. enough. Okay, so... Then so we'll chirp him. I... Oh, okay. <laughs> Mr. Toronto... I, I make a lot of opinions on Twitter, right? It's what Twitter is for. People share a lot of opinions all over the place. Most of them bad. And you know what? No one no one pays attention to my opinions. Maybe sometimes people comment on my Atlanta United opinions because that's probably what I talk about the most. It's most followers I have in connection. And sometimes I share opinions about random teams that I have real no connection to. Yesterday, on Wednesday, I just so happened to make a tweet about New England Revolution. I've noticed that a lot of MLS media members have them really high in the standings this year, like top three. I think I've seen some second-place finishes, and I just don't get it. I don't buy it. I don't understand. So I posed that question to the Twitterverse, thinking no one's going to see this because no one ever does. 
about uh, an hour or two passes, some random New England fan just retweets it and says, hey, just putting this out there, also check out the other tweet he made. And then all of a sudden, more people start commenting, and before I know it, New England Revolution's Twitter account has shared my tweet, (laughs) and people start ratioing me and sharing gifts at me. And, you know, I, I, I will say, I will say, I did have a good time speaking with some of the New England fans. I was able to defend myself a little bit. You know, I think a lot of New England fans kind of took it personal and thought I was saying, oh, like New England's not going to be good at all. No, that's not it. I have them making the playoffs, which we'll get to later in this episode. I just don't think they're going to be as good as everyone thinks they will. That's, that's all it is. Nothing more, nothing less. I got dragged. I respect it. I respect the Revs Twitter account for, for pulling me out of the darkness like that. And I respect the seven Revs fans in my mentions about it. Like you guys are diehards. I, I, I respect (laughs) it. I appreciate it. Uh, so I guess the moral of the story is, uh, make sure you properly word your tweets so that they're understandable. I asked a question. That's all I did. And you know what? No, like I did get answers. I did get some good answers from Revs fans. I'm still not changing my mind. I don't think they're going to finish top three, but that's a, that's time will tell for us. Well, this transitions perfectly into what I think MLS's biggest storyline will be this season. And that is, will, how good will New England really be this year? Because I will hold this over Josh's head for the entire season. Uh, and this will be this unbelievably... This is unfair, by the way. This, this, will is be un- un- <laughs> this is an unfair question. Objectively, this is an unfair question. <laughs> this will be unbelievably entertaining. In actuality, the question that I had before this was, how much of a factor will injuries play on the season, and will players actually get injured more this season than they have in previous seasons? Uh, but I prefer the New England one more because I get to make fun of Josh and his terrible opinions even more. But Drew, I won't let Josh defend himself because I'm cowardly. What is your biggest storyline to watch this season? Yeah, I think like Josh was talking about, everyone is hyping up the New England Revolution. Everyone is hyping up LAFC and understandably so. They are probably the best team in the league. Uh, They made that run to the CCL final. And you have a team with Carlos Vega, Diego Rossi, they're going to be one of the best teams in the league, if not the best team in the league. However, there is a lot of question about Eddie Atuesta and possibly him leaving for Paul Maris, I think. We even talked about it a little bit in last week's episode. I think it was last week. And we talked about how important this guy is to the team. Obviously, he's a phenomenal talent. Paul Maris is wanting to spend a lot of money on him. There was some concern about whether or not the fee was worth it or not. So I'm interested to see if A, Atuesta stays... And B, if he does leave, is LAFC this invincible juggernaut like everyone says they are? I think they'll finish atop the West. I think they will make a really deep run in the playoffs. I'm not going to spoil my predictions too much, but they're one of the best teams in the league. But I am interested to see if Atuesta leaves. And if so, how does that impact LAFC? Because he's such an important player. And we've talked a lot of the narrative around LAFC is these guys just can't get it done in the big games which I think even a journalist asked Bob Bradley that. And Bob Bradley said, get lost, get lost. One of the most iconic moments in Major League Soccer history. Loved it. But that is, that's my storyline to watch. Is LAFC 
this invincible juggernaut that everyone says there. You have a lot of people saying they're going to win the double. You have a lot of people saying they're going to win the shield. They're going to win the cup. And they got a target on their back. Everyone's going to give everything they have toward this team. And it's really hard to get up every weekend and week out against other really good teams and do the expectations that they have on themselves. So I'm excited to see if LAFC is actually... I don't want to say is actually as good as they say they are because they are incredible. They're a phenomenal team. They understandably have this hype around them. But if Atuesta leaves, how is that going? How is that going to affect this armor that it feels like they have around themselves? So I'm excited to see how LAFC does because it feels like if they don't win a trophy, this year is a failure. It's a bust. So I'm excited to see how they are. Josh, what's your storyline going into 2021? Mine's kind of similar. And I'm really curious to see who wins Supporter Shield this year. The schedule obviously is the furthest it's been from balanced, uh, I think, in MLS's history up to this point, with Eastern and Western Conference teams only facing each other twice in the regular season. That being said, and this kind of ties in, you know, to, to Connor's point about injuries, you know, with the schedule and how condensed it is on the back end, I I'm really interested in seeing who kind of prevails at the end of the season and who has the best overall season in the regular season. Because we all know once you get in the playoffs, you know, you can get hot at the right time or you can have the the supreme talent and just, you know, have better talent than the other team and, and win in that fashion. But when it comes to winning the Sporter Shield, right, you have to put together a great overall season. You have to have built a really full, good squad with tons of depth. And so I'm just really interested in seeing who gets Supporter Shield. The pandemic has affected things big time. 2020 was super weird. We've got Canadian teams that aren't even going to be home for a few months. So that's the thing I'm going to be keeping an eye on. And, you know, I don't think Philadelphia has a good chance of repeating. I don't know if LAFC has the depth or maybe, like Drew mentioned, they might be losing some players and then they won't be able to. And so, yeah, I just really want to know who's built out their squad the best in this really odd time we're living in right now and uh, just who will prevail by the end of the season. All right. Now we're going to take a quick ad break, but not have it be a mid-roll. Instead, Drew, tell us who is sponsoring this episode. Yes, this podcast is brought to you by Danette May and Mindful Health's uh, superfood, uh, Cacao Bliss. It is chocolate that is good for you. It's hard to beat that. Nothing feels better than being able to enjoy rich, smooth, creamy chocolate and knowing you are doing something good for your body. For the last eight years, they have been a leader in the superfoods market and are proud to have served millions of customers worldwide. And for our listeners today, you are able to get a 15% off discount when you use the code MINUTE15. Again, that is MINUTE15 at earthechofoods.com slash minute media uh, you get 15 percent off the net may superfood product cacao bliss it's chocolate it's good for you uh really encourage it. it's really good stuff it's healthy and it tastes good so be sure to go check them out again earthechofoods.com slash minute media with the code minute 15 and you will get 15 percent off your order so now guys we've talked about our storylines we've talked about the first set of games we're interested in talking about now it's the nitty-gritty time it's time to talk table standings we had some interesting conversation before this josh wanted to rip his hair out i think he still does want to rip his hair out i think we all want to in some case because there's no reason this is going to be right but nonetheless we're going to do it 
How do you guys want to do this? Do you guys want to start? Let's do top seven playoff teams in each conference. Let's do East. Everybody's East and then everybody's West. So everybody's Eastern playoff teams in order going from one to seven. Connor, one to you want 13. To start 14. One to 13. One 14. to 14. Who wants to start us off? I'll uh, I'll take this. Okay, you guys the guy that hates the revolution, go for it. Tonight, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so I think we're probably all going to agree on this one, but I've got Columbus at number one. I've got Philadelphia Union at two. Atlanta United rebounding at three. Orlando City, another strong showing at four. Nashville at five. New England at six. Yep, the same New England revolution that I hate so much. Got them making the playoffs. Toronto at seven. That's the cutoff for me. And then I've got Red Bulls at eight, missing the playoffs, followed by their city rivals, New York City FC. Then Chicago Fire at 10. DC United at 11. Inter-Miami. Penultimate team, Cincinnati. And then a dead last. I've got The Foot. Club de Foot Montreal in last place. All right, boys, roast me. This is one of those times where we need video because, holy, that was terrible. How do you have Atlanta United at third? I, I want you to know that I took my hand and I covered up the part of the screen where you guys are because I, I, couldn't, take, I couldn't take you guys seriously with your reaction faces. While you were, <laughs> while I was listening off my list. After I said Atlanta, I just covered you guys up. Uh, probably better, or for the best. Okay, so you're upset with Atlanta being that high? Okay, I didn't want to. I didn't want to be a wimp and cop out with my answers. But the only like actual placement I feel confident about is Columbus at first, and even then, it's MLS. So that's probably not even going to happen. <laughs> Other than that, I, I only feel confident that those seven teams are going to make the playoffs. I'm not super confident in where they're going to finish. Remember, I wanted to destroy my iPad over my knee out of frustration having to place these teams. <laughs> so, you know what? Yeah, Atlanta's probably wrong, but I do think they're going to rebound really well. I think once Heinze's got them coached up, they're going to be a tough team to beat. They're going to get a lot of results. Also don't like the Nashville pick. I don't like how you watch Toronto FC beat Lyon, and you got these clowns finishing in seventh. Clowns? Whoa, you calling Toronto clowns? Hey. The good type of clowns. There are no good clowns. How are you going to watch say, them know. do that? And you have them exists. finishing below Nashville. All right, look, I, I don't want to say that Toronto got lucky in beating Leon because they fully deserved to win in advance. So I, I don't think that's it. But we're talking 34-game schedule. We're talking a schedule in which that you know they're going to be away from home for a long time, and that's tough for any team, and especially for a team that has to do this a second season in a row. We're talking about a team that is already missing half of its squad due to injury. The other half are due to get injured at some point this year, probably all at the same time. Uh, this is a team that has dealt with injuries to key players, to non-key players, time and time and again for years. So yeah, I do think they barely make the playoffs because they're a good team, and from what we've seen so far, they're a well-coached team. But it's tough to stay healthy for a full season, let alone for Toronto. So yeah, I have them in seventh. I think I have the same seven going, making the playoffs as you, but I have them in very different orders. Do we? Do either of you have any problems with teams missing the playoffs from my list? 
Uh, probably not. To be honest, I had trouble keeping Red Bulls out of the playoffs because they are a perennial playoff team. I think the same argument could be made for NYCFC. However, they are, they've lost so much of their talent that I don't see how they can overcome that. And then I also could see an argument for Chicago making it. Just want to put that out there. Yes. All right. They, well, Josh they has lost led, his mind. They led the league in expected goals last year. They just could not finish, and they had a penchant for conceding late. If they fix either of those two issues, they're suddenly a much better team. Just saying. Just saying. I don't Who's know. Who's next? Who's next? I want to roast you. All right. I guess it'll be me because I feel like that's only fair. Uh, Drew hasn't put his things in yet. He's going to do that after he's announced what his I picks are. I got him, man. I got him ready to go. My, I feel like I'm going out on a limb here. You know, this is a very dangerous <laughs> pick at number one. I'm going Columbus Crew. Um, you know, of course. <laughs> if anybody doesn't have Columbus Crew top of the league, you're out of your mind. But it is also MLS, so you never know. In at second, I have Toronto FC. The home bias is strong with this one. Uh, but I think they're a very, very good team. I think they have a lot of depth that's underrated. I think having youth in a very condensed schedule is going to be huge because they'll have that energy. Uh, but we'll see. <laughs> Injuries are a major factor, as we've seen. Uh, next up, I have Philadelphia. Uh, I think they're pretty good. Solid. I like them there. Fourth, New England obviously fifth i have atlanta uh i don't think they're going to do as well as josh said but i think they're going to be pretty decent um six i have orlando i think not having dk is going to push them down the standings a little bit uh they don't really have an out and out striker apart from that pato guy who last played in the chinese league so i guess this will be an interesting comparison to see where the chinese league stacks up against mls uh, I don't know, but um, we'll see what they can do in terms of scoring goals. And Nanny continues to get older, so I was debating not even having them there. Uh, seventh, I have NYCFC. Uh, this is the going to be the controversial one, I can tell. But I have the foot at eighth. I think they're going to be better than most people expect. But we'll this see. This is coming from a Toronto um, fan. I would like expect you to is. have them at 15th, even though there aren't 15 teams in the East. <laughs> <laughs> they should I, be in 15th. I probably should have, but I think they're going to be better than people expect. Uh, ninth, I have New York, Red Bulls. They just, they have no attackers. So, like, how are they going to score goals is my main issue. Tenth, uh, I probably should have them lower, but I've entered Miami. You're bringing in a very old squad to a very condensed schedule, so we'll see how that goes. Uh, but I could see them finishing even lower than that. 11th, DC, not having Paul Areola for the first part of the season is going to be tough on them. Uh, I think they'll get down pretty hard at the beginning of the year and then sort of rebound second half, uh, but it won't be enough to get them really into the playoff picture. 12th, Nashville. Uh, Josh, you're massively overrating them. I don't think they're very good. 13th, FC Cincinnati. And 14th, Chicago. Let me have it. How are you going to watch that Nashville playoff run and have them at 12th? Defense wins championships, bro. 
Yes, well, they also need to score goals, and they're currently relying on a... All I'm saying is they expanded the playoffs last year, and Nashville still finished in the top seven as an expansion team. I think they are well-coached. I think the fact that they have an identity is huge, even if it's not particularly entertaining or it doesn't score tons of goals. I think they'll do enough to get the points. I do understand, you know, where your hesitation is. My biggest issue is how the heck can you have Montreal in eighth? That is absurd. I think they're better than people think they are. Uh, I think attacking is going to be a bit of an issue, but what we haven't considered is the fact that they're being heavily linked to the inner Miami DP Pellegrini. Yeah. No. Is it Pellegrini? Yeah. Um, so I think that we need to take that into account. The fact that they could be getting a very, very good player uh, to play on the wing. I think they've brought in this new striker who could be pretty decent. I think Wanyama and Piet are going to be unstoppable in the midfield. They've got a good goalkeeper in Clement Diop. They've got a good fullback in Zachary Brogiard. I think they're going to be better than people think they will be. Trash. They're going to be so bad this year. They're going to be so bad. This also, is all under a new manager, too. Yeah. How, we don't even know if Wilfred Nancy is going to turn out to be good. One thing that Thierry Henry had going for him is he knew how to motivate that squad because they were garbage, and yet he pulled them into the playoffs. It will push them, I should say. I'm not saying Nancy can't do that. I'm just saying he's an unknown commodity at this point. So who knows if he's going to have that effect because you know what you do with a bad squad? You motivate them because that's all you can do. You cannot. You can either motivate them or coach them in a winning way, and I just don't think it's possible for Montreal. I don't think Montreal also, is that bad a squad, though. They're also away from home as well. I think you know we're we're discounting that effect a bit on on them, Vancouver, and Toronto. I think the difference between Toronto and these other two teams is they have the expertise on the team. They have the veteran leadership and experience, and they have enough young talent where they will survive being away from home for so long but i'm not so sure montreal can handle that all right drew let me have it i think josh nailed it with a montreal pick i don't understand that i everything in nashville i don't understand how you can see that defense and have them 12th maybe a bubble team in the playoffs i could understand but you can't tell me that inter miami is a better team than nashville or dc united is a better team than nashville the red bull i think he's just salty you're, you're just salty because they beat Toronto in the playoffs. Like, maybe Nashville, at the, they're, they're a bubble team, I think. I think they will have them make the playoffs. But I don't understand how you can look at D.C. United, the crapshoot that is Inter-Miami, and say they're better than a team, arguably one of the best expansion teams of all time, making the playoffs, beating a solid Toronto team. I, I don't understand how D.C. United and Miami is better than that. I really don't understand how the foot is better than that, but Josh talked about Montreal. Would you have less of an issue with my list if I swapped Nashville on the foot? Absolutely. Oh, yeah, for sure. That would make so much more sense. I'd still be annoyed, though, because you have NYCFC making the playoffs, and I think that is ridiculous as well. Yeah, I was flip-flopping between NYCFC and Red Bulls making it. So I think I'm, I'll swap the foot and Nashville. You've changed my mind. I forgot they got rid of Henri. No, don't cave. No. Ah, I'm not don't caving. Stick with your okay, gut. Fine. You it's are. a terrible gut, but stick with it. 
Yeah, I'm not changing my stance on New England. And they, they, their seven fans tried to bully me into changing my mind. Wow. Okay. All right. He's continuing to go at the New England fans. Uh, New England fans, just know that you have two fan, two supporters in Drew. I have your tweet on my wall. To this. They're man. not young enough. <laughs> Drew. They don't know how to work podcasts. Drew, give us your Eastern wow. Conference finals. My Eastern Conference. All right, let's go. You guys don't see it, but I'll paste it in the doc. Uh, number one, I have none other than Atlanta United leading the East. Um, just kidding. I have Columbus. Wait, wait, I was going to say, is this a <laughs> I was going to say, this your list is, joke, is already right? invalid. Yeah. No, number one, I have the Columbus crew. I'm going to cover you guys up now so I don't see your reactions. Number one, I have the Columbus <laughs> crew. Uh, number two, I have the Philadelphia Union. Number three, I have my second favorite team, my new best friends, the New England Revolution. And number four, I have Toronto FC. <laughs> I have Atlanta at five, Nashville at six. I have Orlando at seven, just weekend in the playoffs. I got NYCFC and New York Red Bulls rounding out the eight and nine spot. I have FC Cincinnati at 10, Miami at 11, Chicago at 12, DC at 13, and the foot at 14. So I have Orlando getting that final playoff spot, and I have Columbus Crew winning the East. So as I pace this list, into the dock what are the things out of my table that you guys just grind your gears well you know we have a lot of the same same teams uh so i don't really have too much of a problem with that especially the top seven obviously i disagree with new england being a top three eastern conference team i've already been over that um cincinnati at 10 i i don't get that i don't get that at all yeah, they've increased talent, but they still have a Dutch manager, and that's the real issue here. So I, I don't know. I don't think. You think it should yeah, go lower? I, I just, oh yeah. I, where do I have Cincinnati? I had them pretty low, didn't I? Yeah, I have them second to last. They're going to be better. They're going to be a little more fun to watch. But at the end of the day, they're still not going to know what they're doing, because that's just how it works. I yeah, I don't get that. But go ahead, Connor. Let them have it. If you have anything you're upset with. Not really. We have a fairly similar list. I, I also don't enough. think Philadelphia is going to finish as high as you guys think, right? I've Wait, no, I've got them second. Why do I do that? <laughs> I was going to say, I have them lower than you do. <laughs> <laughs> I wish there was a way for Columbus to be like by themselves and then like... There's definitely like an extra like A-tier. three or four slots in between. There's one, there's one A, one B, one C, Philadelphia. You know, no, 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 no. I'm, I'm going to stick with Philadelphia at second. They have a system, a clear identity in place, and it is hard to beat that because they can plug in players wherever they wish. And you can rely on the system in times like that. All right. Yeah. I don't have much of an issue. Uh, I like the Toronto pick. I think four is probably more realistic. Uh, I was just, <laughs> I'm a massive homer, so I went with two. Um, Nashville, or. Nashville, yeah, I'm a little, I don't know, I'm not as high in Nashville as you guys are. Like, I don't know how good they'll be. Uh, there's maybe a sophomore slump in their future, is my sort of belief, but... Yeah. yeah, you know what, you're right. There were sophomore slumps for Atlanta and LAFC, right? Oh, wait, no, they won trophies in their second year. That's right. Hey, I'm thinking potential sophomore slump. It is what it is. Uh, but other than that, yeah, I think your list is pretty solid. I don't know about Chicago at 12. I think they should, they'll should. they be last. I think they're not very good. And they really didn't add anyone. So, In Barrett, we yeah. trust. See what the guy can do. That's all they got going for him. Sure. Well, 
Okay. That's, yeah, that's not very good. But Josh, why don't you take us through your Western Conference? I'm honestly, I'm excited about this because I feel like the West is really, really wide open. And I think I've got some controversial picks in here. Okay. So to start very basic LAFC at one actually, no, no, no. I'm going to keep that. Uh, Okay. So LAFC number one, Portland Timbers coming in at two sporting Kansas city, then Seattle. Then I've got San Jose in fifth. Colorado Rapids in sixth, and then FC Dallas rounding out the playoffs. Missing the playoffs, Minnesota United. Austin FC will, I think, come close, but won't get the job done. LA Galaxy in at 10, and then to round out the bottom three, Vancouver Whitecaps, Houston Dynamo, and then in dead last, Real Salt Lake. Let me have it. Minnesota. Why on earth? They were that close to make an MLS Cup. How do you not trust Reynoso with everything you own in life? The assist team. <laughs> Him and Adrian Heath. You're giving Adrian Heath the underdog ammunition he wants. <laughs> He's going to listen to this podcast and say, you don't believe in us when everyone else believes in them but you. The reason they win MLS Cup is because of this list right here when Josh Bowen picked them in eighth. <laughs> I just I don't I don't think Reynoso can keep up the production that he was displaying in the playoffs. I think it will be now if he does I'll be wildly impressed and if he can do that then I will consider him a strong MVP candidate for the season. Uh, but yeah, I don't think he can keep up that production for a whole season. I think Ozzy Alonso is going to be a step slower this year and he was immense in covering up the loss of Ike Opara last year and Opara's not coming back. So I don't know how Minnesota can survive that. Yeah, they you know they added back um, they added Roman Avila, the striker, but even then he had his own injury issues down in Argentina. Um, he is 31, which isn't really that big of an issue for a striker in MLS, but it is a little older nonetheless. So yeah, I just don't see Minnesota getting the job done. Um, I think yeah, I just I just don't know that they'll be as strong. It took a bit of a run at the end of the season last year for them to head into the playoffs and make a deep run, but I don't think they can do it again. I don't know about that list, man. Uh, I don't know if... I don't think Colorado or San Jose should be that high. Do you not remember how terrible San Jose was after selling Gronkvist, I I believe? Was it Gronkvist? Swedish guy? Uh, I can't remember his last name. I can't either. The Swedish attacking midfielder who was a legend for them. Yeah, uh, well, that's fine because they brought in someone to replace him. So, I'm not very high on them, though. Like, they showed a lot of weaknesses last season, but yeah, Colorado. I also don't know if they should be that high. Like, I think the teams that you picked don't have a ton of depth, and I think that's going to be an issue. Like, San Jose doesn't have a ton of depth. Colorado doesn't have a ton of depth. Dallas, well, Dallas is infinite depth. I'll give you that, considering their academy is, for some reason, one of the best on the planet, considering the <laughs> players they've sold. Um, at Minnesota, I'm not a fan of that pick either. I think you're massively underestimating Vancouver. Uh, yeah, I think they're going to hey, be way better. Is this the counter we're used point? to? You Toronto FC, you're high on Montreal and Vancouver? 
You know what? I will say I'm a little disappointed in myself because I've been wanting Vancouver to succeed for the last couple of years now under Mark Dos Santos. So I am a little sad myself that I put them that low. But you know what? I'm going to bump them up above the LA Galaxy. Oh, big, big bump. So one spot. Uh, <laughs> just huge. Um, yeah. Other than that, I back this RSL and I back the Houston as being back of the pack. I don't like the Seattle pick. I think Seattle will be a lot better than you think they will be. No, not a chance. Are you Okay, here's what's going to happen. They're going to go classic Seattle. They're going to suck the first half of the season because they don't have Jordan Morris. I do think Nico Ladero is going to lose a step this year, by the way. Just putting it out there now. Speaking that into existence, unfortunately. I do think they'll add someone in the summer window and it'll help them push into the playoffs. But they'll be so far behind that fourth is the highest they can go. By the time they get to playoffs, now they'll probably make MLS a Cup, MLS Cup again because that's just what they do in Seattle. So I'm not saying they're going to be bad or anything, but I think it's going to be that whole stock, horrible first half, much better second half, not enough to get them into the top of the table though. All right, Drew. Any more thoughts on that? I don't think so. My biggest thing about San Jose, I just want to say, is they added three or four in what I think will end up being important pieces, but they've all played for Almeida before. So they know what they're walking into. I think that's going to help them a lot. They will still probably be bad sometimes because it's just how the system is. But at the end of the day, I think they're going to be better than they were last year. And remember, they made the playoffs last year and nearly won against Sporting Kansas City on the road in the playoffs. So I think they will finish a little higher. I think Almeida has finally imprinted his style and culture into this club and they're just bringing in extra pieces to assist him in that so all right well speaking of seattle i have seattle winning the west they added the uh, montero freddie montero up top that's going to be an unstoppable combo between Rui diaz and montero he's been very very good in preseason and looked very good in training apparently freddie um so I'm very high on on Seattle. I think they'll be very good. LAFC, you're forgetting they lost Brian Rodriguez for at least six months, probably the season. Because I think did don't they have no? They don't have too many DPS because he's still they can't bring one in. Uh, potentially losing that to West is going to be a big blow to their system. So I don't think they'll be as good as people think they will. Portland coming in at third. Sporting KC coming in at four. I have Vancouver at fifth. I think they're going to be a lot better than people think they will be. They've made some really good additions uh, this offseason. They spent their money really well, and I think they've really added a good amount of depth in a lot of positions that they're going to be able to compete, and their young kids are going to take a step forward, specifically Baldissimo uh, and Cornelius. Minnesota in at six. And at seven, I got FC Dallas because they have endless depth. Eight, Colorado. I worry about their depth. I initially had them above FC Dallas, but I think the depth is going to be an issue for them. Austin in at nine. San Jose in at 10. I don't back San Jose at all. Uh, I don't think they're as good as you think they are, Josh, but we'll see. 11, LA Galaxy. They've made a few additions, uh, but the remnants of that crap team last season are still there and I don't think Greg Vanny is going to be able to 
work them out of that issue, considering everybody already knows his system in MLS, and he's just going to play the same thing with LA Galaxy. And I don't know if their team is better than Toronto FC's. And then finishing it off, as I assume most people have, Houston Dynamo and 12th and RSL and at 13th. Let me have it. I admire your optimism with the Vancouver Whitecaps, although I don't think they're better than Minnesota United. The main thing, issue I have, is you were that high on Freddie Montero. This guy, (laughs) this is not 2015 anymore, Connor. This is 2021. He was he played for Vancouver. He was decent with Vancouver, but is he that good to push them I think, over LAFC still? He's 33, which again isn't that old, but still. I think it's going to be very good as a third option. In Vancouver, he was the number 1 option until Cavallini got there. And I think as the like the third option on Seattle, he's going to be a pretty big threat that they're going to have to deal with. And while he isn't a Jordan Morris replacement, obviously, I think he'll still slot in pretty well with that Seattle side. And I really, really like them as a team. I think they are already deep. I'm worried about the fullbacks because obviously they lost Leardam. They lost Joven Jones. But I still think they're going to be a lot better than people expect them to be. I think that's my biggest issue is Seattle over LAFC. Um... Everything else. I, I understand where he's coming from in Vancouver, but I just can't get on board with them making the playoffs. I don't know. I hope I you're just, right. Yeah, I mean, I hope they make the playoffs. I just don't see it happening. I I, I think you're sleeping on Colorado, Connor. I think they're going to take a step forward. They've really steered into the player kids, and I think it will be enough to get them into the playoffs. I don't know that they'll do much of anything in the playoffs, um, and they'll certainly have some up-and-down points this year, but... They're, they're kind of going the Philadelphia route, you know? And and it helped them get to the playoffs two years ago and win a playoff game, and I think that's kind of where da- um, Colorado is is at this point. So I feel like you having them out of the playoffs, that's a, a questionable decision. Just before I spoke, I swapped them in FC Dallas. So I I could see them going either way in terms of getting that seven seed. but Or you could be a genius like me and have them both in the playoffs. Yes, but that would then require me to remove one of Vancouver or Minnesota, and I think Vancouver will be good. Well, that's where you're wrong. That's where you're wrong, Josh. You're both wrong. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, If you have no other issues, which I'm surprised nobody's gotten really mad at me for any of my picks, uh, Drew, why don't you tell us ours? Ours. Yours. Yes, my picks, which I just pasted in the doc, by the way, fellas. So in first, I have none other than LAFC. I'm going to cover you guys up now. LAFC at first. I have Portland (laughs) in second. I have Seattle in third. I have the Loons at fourth. Adrian Heath, I'm not counting you out. Josh is, but I am not. I love the Loons. Uh, Sporting Kansas City in fifth. FC Dallas at sixth. Colorado in seventh. I have them making the playoffs. San Jose at eighth. Vancouver in ninth. Austin in 10th. Um, I think they'll be pretty decent in their first season in MLS. The Galaxy at 11th. I agree with you, Connor. I think Greg Vanney is going to try and try. And I think the narrative is going to be that this isn't just the TFC team. This just isn't the team that he had. Uh, And then, like you guys, I have RSL and Houston rounding it out. We might have flipped them, but I think it's pretty obvious that RSL and Houston are the two worst teams in the West. So... Out of my 13, fellas, what we got? 
Uh, first of all, I'm a little disappointed in the three of us. We kind of agreed on a lot of this. I mean, yeah, placements are different, but we've pretty much generally agreed on who's making the playoffs and not. Sporting Kansas City in fifth, what's that all about? No idea. I don't get that. No idea. I just can't. Do, just... do not get that. Below Minnesota? Come on. Yeah, Reynoso. Come on. Like how Reynoso and the new player from Boca Juniors, they were 15 minutes no, away from no. MLS Cup. No, not a big enough sample size for Reynoso. I don't trust that. I don't he trust was like one yet. of the like historically um, one of the best assisters the league. Yeah, I give the how guy many games he played here? It was against Seattle in Seattle, 15 minutes away from MLS Cup. The assist king. You add a striker yeah. from Boca Juniors if he's healthy. I still lost though. They did off terrible it's, set piece. Hey, striker. Yeah, striker was not the issue, was it now? Adding Avila does not fix the reason why they got knocked out of the playoffs against Seattle. Anyway, I think Kansas City in fifth is astonishing. I think Minnesota making the playoffs, like I've said, I don't think that's a thing. And to have them in fourth above Kansas City is super questionable. Um, I appreciate you putting the Rapids in there, right? Rapids Hive, let's go. Uh, Vancouver ninth, surprising. You're obviously pretty big on them. Yeah, I mean, like I said, these are actually pretty similar. I can't believe you have Kansas City that low. That's just... I can't think... how I, don't, I can't get into the... I, I'm higher on Minnesota than you are. Because I think we all agree on the top three. It's LAFC, Portland, Seattle. It's just a matter well, of where we, we have Well, we would them. agree on the top four if not for you. I, how, I don't understand. Like, Minnesota, this team is good. Reynoso, the new striker from Boca Juniors. Obviously they're good, but there are holes. I think there's is the big in issue. Team. There are major holes. True, true. I feel like you're jumping the gun. I feel like you're jumping the gun just a little bit about Reynoso and Avila because they haven't even played together yet. What if they have horrible chemistry? What if they don't? What What if Reynoso was trying to get away from Avila at Boca Juniors, and that's why he wanted to come to Minnesota? Then I feel like they wouldn't have kidding. brought him in. <laughs> I'm just kidding. That's not true. Or else, there's no way they would have signed Avila. <laughs> no. Um, I think the thing that worries me the most is the fact that we all do have LA Galaxy so low, and Greg Vanny's going to make us all look really stupid when he somehow <laughs> manages to just drag that corpse of a team into the playoffs. I just think it's going to take him some time. I, I don't think he'll be able to turn them around in a year. Now, I wouldn't be surprised if he did. I just feel like LA Galaxy has been such an utter dumpster fire for the last three or four years that even Vanny, like it doesn't matter who you bring in, it's just going to take some time to weed out a losing culture, which is what LA Galaxy is right now. It's true. Uh, look, I again, the Vancouver pick, I'm not sure about. I have them a lot higher. I think they're going to be a lot better than we expect them to, especially if they sign that number 10 that they've been after so hard uh, this mm. window. If? I feel like that's been that a conversation a around Vancouver this whole offseason, right? If they sign yeah. the guy they're linked to. And that's happened like twice. I think they've added good fullback depth. I think Bruno Gaspar is going to be pretty decent. Uh, Chal Alexandre in the midfield Chal- is a good... Yeah. Exactly. Just I think don't let Ali Adnan be any kind of defender. That's all you got. That's all you need. I think they'll hopefully have him play a bit more of a left midfield role and put in Gutierrez in a left back. Uh, sort of use Adnan as like a backup left back sort of thing if Gutierrez goes down uh, or if he has to leave for international duty. But yeah, it's 
it's not a terrible list. I think the top three could really flip any which way, honestly, in the West. Like, I could see Seattle, LAFC, Portland finishing in any different order uh, in terms of this season. But, again, it's going to be tight. Last, when we talked about the Eastern Conference, Josh, I think you were the one that said it. You said that there was Columbus, and then there was, like, everybody else. Is that the same way with LAFC in the West? Nope. No, not at all. Portland are, I think they're going to be very good. I think they have the talent to keep up with LAFC for the most part. I, right as I was listing off my Western Conference, I thought about switching them, but I couldn't bring myself to do it. And I do think Sporting can keep pace with LAFC this year. Also, like we've mentioned a little bit now, like if LAFC lose at Tuesta or even some of their other players, like, there's going to, at the very least, be an adjustment period for them, and they'll that'll cause them to lose a little bit of ground, I think. So I don't think it's the same. Never mind the fact that how are they going to look without Brian Rodriguez? He's been a staple uh, in their squad for two years now. Uh, they're also and they losing don't have... some players over the summer with international duty. I think their yeah. list is pretty hefty. That's they a lost... thing we got to consider, too, with the summer. And they lost probably the best backup striker in MLS in Bradley Wright Phillips last season. They did add Corey Baird, though, and he's going to be really good in that LAFC system. I think he's going to slot in in that Brian Rodriguez spot, in which case, who is your backup striker in the event one of those three go down? Why are you sleeping on Danny Masofsky like that, dude? Why are you doing that? See, I've never even heard of him before, so (laughs) that's the problem. You're going to get Danny Masofsky Twitter on you, man. I'm going to print out that tweet, and that's going to be on the wall now. <laughs> yes, come at me for my lack of knowledge on LAFC's depth striker. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, look, I think we have relatively similar standings. We're all going to be completely wrong. Uh, that's what we can all take away from it. But That's the only guarantee about MLS is that everyone will be wrong. Yeah, uh, and I'm going to force you to tomorrow with the podcast and this extra special episode to tweet out your lists with the podcast so that we are able to be held accountable on social media and don't lose (laughs) don't lose our standings um but with that we've been going for 49 minutes so i think that's pretty good bonus episode if i do say so myself uh we won't be doing any awards or any of that stuff because who cares uh, and it's too early to say who's going to win any of it's the even trophies. more of a crapshoot. Yeah, exactly. Who's going to be uh, the best stretch manager in MLS? That's the real war we need to talk about. Uh, Chris Armas, because he's a new manager playing for a team who everybody expected to be terrible. I have no idea. Bruh, he doesn't even crack the top five of best dressed. I can't even believe you just said that. Oh, I thought you said just best manager. Best dressed? Not no. even close. No. <laughs> that you, you could see his undershirt underneath his shirt last night. Like, if you can see that, that's a problem. <laughs> Come on. Um, <laughs> it's Jim Curtin, by the way. Ooh, I don't know. Greg, oh, Vanny, Greg Vanny's bro. putting in a shift. Greg Vanny's putting in a shift. He can't, he can't do the scarf in Southern LA. No, he can't do the scarf anymore. He's in SoCal. Who says he can't? Serge Ibaka does the scar- scarf in Southern the LA. Weather. The weather says he can't. Serge Ibaka still does it. Exactly. All right, let's Is stop Serge this Ibaka episode. managing the LA Galaxy? <laughs> No, he's starting... Oh, he's injured right now, but starting for the LA Clippers. Uh, oh, so he must be on your fantasy team, huh? No, he wasn't, but I followed him quite closely. Uh, which, you know, 
I'm still not bitter, or I'm definitely bitter. Uh, but that's it for this episode. Uh, Drew, why don't you take us out? Yes, guys. Thanks so much for tuning into this extra surprise pod as we make our predictions. Um, get ready for the season to start Friday, which I guess when this comes out will be today. So be sure to listen and check out our standings on Twitter. You can find us on Twitter. You can find Connor at CWG Somerville to find his standings. Josh at Josh underscore Boland to find his standings. And myself at underscore Drew Hubbard to find my standings. And visit the website at MLS Multi. Visit the website MLSMultiplex.com. Visit the website on Twitter at MLSMultiplex to check out really awesome written content as they come in. And I think, as we mentioned before, be sure to join the Fantasy League. Connor will be tweeting that out so you can have fun with us, get to compete with ourselves and other writers in MLS Fantasy. It's a lot of fun. encourage you to do that. And as always, please leave a review on the podcast. We love hearing ways we can get better and how we can improve. And, yeah, a new episode should be coming out shortly. Um talking about ccl injuries transfers so be sure to give that a listen when it comes out after the preview episode and yeah thank you guys so much enjoy the weekend of major league soccer it is back and be sure to tune in next week as we review it all thank you for listening to the mls multiplex podcast check out all of the contributors written work at mlsmultiplex.com how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.